¿Qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Like always, before we begin, I want to thank a couple of people. Uh, first of all, I want to thank my friends here at Calexico Brewing Company for allowing me to record today's episode here, here today. Um, thank you so much. Um, I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank my friends Camilo, Jake, Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative, Ms. Norma Sierra Galindo, IAD Director representing Division 5 and serving the entire Imperial Valley, In, uh, Valley Sports Network, your Imperial Valley source for sports, um, Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs, with eight years of experience serving the Imperial Valley, San Diego, and Yuma counties with Mexicali style hot dogs and taquizas. Contact Sergio at 760-562-0057 or look for Sergio's Tacos and, and Hot Dogs on Facebook. Eric Reyes from Los Amigos de la Comunidad, empowering communities together. Finally, I want to thank David Asselam. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure you contact David. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience, and he'll teach you along the way in one of the most important investments of your life. Make sure you contact David at 760-235-9576. Uh, today, my guest is um, somebody new to this world of uh, politics, you can say. Um, my guest today is Ricardo Avila, who is running for Imperial County um, Assessor. Assessor, yes. Yeah. Thank you for, for stopping by. I, we were talking a little bit before we started, and you're a little bit nervous because this I'm is I'm actually not... a little bit nervous, but thank you for having me. Um, before we begin into, you know, talk about your candidacy and all this, can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm actually a first generation here in the Imperial Valley. Uh, parents came from Mexico. Um, my parents, my dad was a farm laborer, and he actually had a lot of pride of being a, a farm laborer, and... Growing up as a, as a kid, you kind of see that we didn't have everything, but we had everything, and that he was strong enough that he actually put, I have four siblings, he was able to put everybody through college. Oh, wow. So, got an older brother, he was uh, became a librarian in uh, Clark County, I got a sister, she's a counselor at IVC, and me, I decided to be, become a public servant at as, as the age of 21. So, I've been at the county, started about... Extra help, but then at 21, I was a full-time at a server department. So I was a civil engineer technician for them. And from there, I started off and stayed in the county. Um, maybe I jumped ahead. But I did, got raised around Brawley. Oh, yeah. um, went to a country school, Magnolia. Was proud of it for from K to 8. And then from there, attended um, Brawley High School. Um, from there, I attended IVC for... Three years, I was taking, I got an AS in um, science, which is for, I was taking biology and chemistry classes. And then from there, got the opportunity to start working at Public Works as the serving. And I stayed there and never left, uh, began my career, um, jumped into uh, the assessor's office as a mapping, cadastro mapper. Um, found my finding, I was there for a couple of years. And then after that, I had an opportunity as uh, an engineering company, Tesco Engineering. It, I don't know if it's any names, but they uh, gave me opportunity to start, and I became a director of fields operations. I was there for over 10 years, and it later on became Hell Engineering. No, sorry. That's, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. Um, I was there for over 10 years, and in 2016, decided to come back to the county, and I became an appraiser at the assessor's office, and that's where I'm currently employed. Okay, okay. Um, so, a lot of people here in the county might not know 
what the assessor's job is. Can you, in your words, can you tell us a little bit what? I'll keep it simple, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that's that's the key. Like, so the assessor's office is, um, if you're a landowner, uh, homeowner, commercial owner, industrial commercial ag owner, you probably get a tax bill. So what we do is we go and assess um, the property. Or, come, or the buildings and stuff like that. And then we put market values on properties. So when you get a tax bill, we're the ones that, um, the office that will be doing that for you. And we do from, we always, we try to be fair, and then we always put uh, market value on the property. So that's what takes so long. And it's a process that goes from the recorders to us. And then that's where we get involved as, as an appraiser. So we do, we, we put the values on properties. So the, the assessors are actually out in the field assessing the, or does they have uh, other people that, that are doing it for them? No, we actually, when you get assigned something, you actually go to the field, do a site visit. You probably have to measure, update the records, come back, do your uh, findings and, and do updates on the records and, and then you put a value to the property. Okay, okay. And you mentioned that, you know, this is, you know, your first time, you know, exposing yourself, you're not a politician. Do you feel that uh, the county assessor's position, is is it a political position? I mean, you're you're running for, for that position, but is it something like you can compare it like to a city council member or, or a, a board, uh, uh, for the board or for the IAD directors, does, does um does it compare to that, or is it? It is an elected position, so that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, it's a nonpartisan, so there is no matter what we follow guidelines from the state. So we have to be fair to anybody. It does not have any influence on who you support or who supporting you. No, it's we're based on following the guidelines from the state. So where it's a nonpartisan position. Yeah, it could be Democrat, it could be Republican, it could be anything else. It will not have, it does. It should not have any influence on the position on the job. Um, so, if somebody wants to be an assessor, um, what what kind of um, experience? Because normally, when somebody's running for an elected position, it's, the subject always comes up of you know he doesn't have the experience for the, the position. Or when it comes to like something like this, how do you get a position to? or experience to become a good... Right, assessor. so that's actually a good question. A lot of people, you see that run for the assessors are people from outside, which they might have an exp uh, experience as an appraiser, uh, as a fee appraiser. Um, on my case, I've been working there. I started off, like I said, on the mapping, which is kind of the beginning stage of the whole process of the whole assessor's office. So we do from mapping, just, uh, when they do subdivision. So I've been starting from the bottom and I've been gradually going up and learning all the basic essential, the, the backbone of how the, the whole department works. Now I'm at the appraiser side, which is the top part of the whole office. Um, so you get the experience, it's, it's um, by experience. You, you cannot, you, put, you could go to school, but this one is, you, you study it, you have to get uh, certified by the state and, and to get educated, we have to do continuous studying. So it's, you never stop learning. Every, the things change every year, so you have to be on top of it, a lot of reading. So it's, 
by experience. It's been being there at the office, and that's how you've been a qualified person. But do you say that, you know, you being an employee at the Cesar's office and, you know, all these different positions you've had kind of qualifies you as a good candidate for... Yes, a knowledgeable person where if someone comes in, I'll have the experience to go from the basics to the to the top of the more sophisticated things so I could be able to answer questions or get someone from the staff that could provide that service if someone ever has questions on it. Yes, I'll know who to contact or who to help out that person. Yeah, and and yeah, because I think interviewing a lot of the candidates and especially now that we've we've been having more young people, you know, running for office, you know, that's something that's always coming up. Like yes, if if I'm experienced, well, do I know what I'm getting into? Uh-huh. Yes, I want to say I have the enough knowledge to get into that position too run this office so i do feel comfortable and having the support to be in that position where this office the staff is the one that the key thing for the whole department the office staff is the one the one that runs the office we need a management assessor that would be willing to help the staff by having education continuous education by having them fight for them for uh, races for making sure that everything's on tack keeping them stress-free making sure they're motivated to come to work and not dreading to come to work and i think that's the key and that's where i'm going with i'm trying to keep this the office at a something that you want to come to work mm-hmm. and you know after all these years working for the assist office what made you decide to to run now um personal i guess to you i see i i was there i've seen uh, other assessors and i saw what how it ran i would enjoyed being there every day i came to work i it was it's tough work and but enjoyed it it was like a family mm-hmm. now it's like i said it's personal i guess because there's a lot of um issues that guess that happens that you're stressed out. You're seeing. Um, you're on walking on edge eggshells, and that's not what a work environment should be. How does that affect the people? Then there's like, well, that seems like it's personal. It does in the long run affect the people, the community, because if we're short staff, if people are sick, they're not there. We're not turning around the work. If we keep the people, if the of a opening on the position comes up, let's feel it right away. If someone gets sick, let's have someone right behind them, educate them. So if someone gets sick, there's someone else alternative that could be there to run that department, that section, and we'll have answers and the department will never shut down. I'm, I see it where I, if something doesn't happen, no changes could happen, maybe in four years, this office could be running into some trouble. And that's where I want to become the change because I know that there's got to be some advocating for the office. And this is the time and only time I could probably do it. And that's why I decided to be running for this position. And you mentioned, you know, community and, and you know, turning out the word, making sure that, you know, the, the job's getting done because it affects the community. Um, what, what are some of the things that the Scissors uh, office does that, affects you know uh, businesses uh, property owners even schools um, I, I, I don't know where I read where 
you know, even um, some of the funding that comes uh, gets um, given to schools is coming from the the way that some of the property is taxed. Right. So we don't put the. Do you see the cities like everybody elects those bonds and stuff? So when we send the the bill gets goes out from the tax collector, it has all that itemized. So the first person, first office they call is us because it will have our values, and then they start asking questions. Um, the I guess let me try to see how I could answer that question. The I'm spinning on my head right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. I'm getting a little nervous. Um, so the question was again: How was how does uh, you know the things that uh, the the assessor's office the things that they do? How does it affect uh, okay. business gotcha. owners? So, and so we, okay, so a lot of our building records, we have building records. People buy, realtors they come in, and company insurance companies come by. If someone's a a landowner or or they have a residence, they want to make sure how their square square footage their their price at when they purchased it and all that stuff. That's what we provide. That we have that. So people come in. What's happening now is like if something's we're running behind, we're short staff. It affects everybody because then we're not being able to produce. If they say you bought a house this month, maybe we're gonna be for short staff. We might be getting into it six months later, and that affects you because the bad thing about it, you might get a bill that's accumulating. Where if we got it on time or get it a little bit faster, you would get a double a supplemental. You be you'll be on time, mm-hmm. and that's helping the public a lot. And um, what about like funding for schools or, or businesses? Like we don't have too much to do with that. So that more it's more a city. We will reflect that on their on their tax bills, and that's again that's a different department. So we don't put a lot of that stuff. It's not on our department. Okay, okay, I see. Um, let me see. A couple of questions here. Um, and again, and, and this and this position is a little bit, you know, like you said, it's it's a nonpartisan. It's unique. Uh-huh. It's, it's very unique compared to other elected positions. Yeah. So, yes. And, and what do you think? Because a lot of the times, like I said earlier, you know, we we don't pay too much attention to the... Uh, assessor's office because, like I said, it's it's it can be non-controversial. Right. It's not dealing too much with uh, you know political issues that are affecting our community. Yes. But why do you think that you know um, the community should be involved in this election, and why do you think it's important that we have change? You know, this time around. Okay. So the changes and what the people the community should be watching out is what's what is the assessor doing currently right now for them um there's issues that uh since i work internally and in i work inside that personally happened to me and it's probably happened to other people and i'm not going to speak for those people i'll speak for myself mm-hmm. and um where i've gone to different departments or see how it could work to get because we work with different departments inside the county so we we could work with the recorders, we could work with the auditors, we could work with tax collectors. So when you work with them, it makes everything easy. If there's a problem, you could go to that department. And there, there's problems right now where the communication between the, between departments it becomes a concern, an issue where um, 
you could probably even get in trouble for helping someone out and they're in the same county. I mean, if you're working in the same county, you want to work, help each other out, mm-hmm. make things flow easier. And that will help in my department. It'll help other departments and they'll just flow easy. And we're not walking, like I said, walking on the eggshells. You don't want to feel that way when you're, when you're helping coworkers from different departments. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, that's where I think people should be concerned because sometimes they don't see that. Um, and it's more internal because someone else from outside could be running and they might have the grasp of what the office should do. Mm-hmm. But when you stir inside, you see those issues, those concerns where you want to correct those few things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and going back to, you know, we said that you, we we're talking earlier that, you know, this position um, last time around, nobody ran against, you know, the right incumbent. And, um, and, and because it's a really unique position, like, yes. Um, yeah, like I couldn't be like, oh, I want to run for assessor because I might not know what what the heck I'm doing, you know, right. in, that, in that office. So yes, any actually anybody could run for the position, but maybe like saying trying to convince the the valley to vote for you, then it'll probably be difficult. But mm-hmm. um, I'm inside. I know what's how it works. I, will I be learning? I'll be every day. You're learning stuff, mm-hmm. so there's no stopping on the learning so yes it's a unique position where anybody can run but you need to get a license you if you say at someone from the outside ran and they win they have a up to a year to get the license to hold that position as assessor okay so you don't actually need it before you run um that i know of, it's I do have a clinic because I'm working there, mm-hmm. but if you do run, they it's I think you have it up to a year to get that license. Okay, okay, yeah, and it's it's weird that you know. Yes, I mean I could probably run against uh, you, know, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's a like I said, like I've never really paid too much attention to right. this position, um, but you know if you could tell the community why it's important for them to, you know, make sure that they go out and vote. And, and not only for your position, but for anybody. For anybody. I think this is going to be a, a election for the history, for the Imperial Valley. Just because, not just because I'm running, but <laughs> the other departments and the other <laughs> candidates that are running, it is a very unique year for, for the, for the Valley for those elections. Yeah, yeah. yeah tell me about it. I've been getting calls and emails that are running. <laughs> I'm more busier now than ever, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's, you know, th- reading about it, you know, because I, I, like I said, I never paid attention to the position, but reading right. reading about it now, it's it's important that we, especially for you know somebody like me that owns property yes. and and businesses that you know have to pay taxes on their right on their you know property. It's important that we have somebody that's right. It's it's not. And I always advocate education, and not just for staff. It's mm-hmm. for the community too. Sometimes. People aren't, they don't know what we offer. Sometimes people have a calamity in their home and they lose their home, but they decide to build it, rebuild it. As a, as a the assessor's office, if you, there's that application where you could apply for the calamity and it gives you a break of the time that your home was down and, and it prevents you from being reassessed because if you do build it, there's conditions, there's a little fine lines, but it, there's benefits that's out there that people don't know in the community. And if I become a assessor, I want to educate the public because those are things that 
we don't go out. They, they don't know. And sometimes by the time we find out, it's too late. Mm. So it's something that they, everybody should be aware of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, working, because, like, you know, I work here in Calexico and, yeah, sometimes our, you know, we do, <laughs> we are walking on eggshells as well. Um, and it's important to, to have a, an office where, like, you're comfortable, you know, yes. working at and, and being able to work well with, you know, right. not only your boss, but everybody else. In, yes, in exactly. Office. And um, so, if if you could give somebody your in, your elevator pitch, like a two minute pitch, what would what would it be to convince somebody to vote for you? Now, let me see. It might not be an elevator pitch, though. It might be too long. <laughs> um, the changes, I guess, that w- that would come would be more in the not short term, but long run. People, everybody's telling, giving you a sales pitch of. I'm doing technology. I'm going to do improve this. I'm going to do quick. We have all that stuff. Is it a little outdated? Yes. Does it perform the work? We got the, we got the material. We got the equipment. We got the staff. Now it's get the people to get educated, to use that material, that to use those tools so we can provide a better service. So we got it. We just, we need to teach everybody how to get back and be the, the best person that could be for that position. And then in the long run, that's going to help out the community. And that's where I'm here. We got everything. We just we need to polish it up. Yeah, yeah. We got to look out for the people. And, and yeah, like you said, like you're you're you know you know out there in in the field. You're somebody that's always you know work yes. you know out in the fields and, and and know what what it is to not be the bo- boss but be you know yes be, below and and you you know when you see someone and they're struggling and that's why I tell people too don't set up someone for failure. If you see someone, they're trying to learn. Sometimes you got to find out what's their strength. Sometimes it's not what they think it is. And sometimes you got to just work with them. And then in the long run, that's going to help the office. You might have to move them to a different position and, and then they're going to bloom. They're going to be the best person for that position. Just they don't know. And you being there, you see how those people, you, you, you talk to the people, you study the people and you know what you're going to do. And in the long run, just being there at the office, hey, you're going to, you're gonna make that office work a lot better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you bring a, a different perspective to to the that position because you obviously you know work in that office and yes and know the people that are yes. you know underneath and yes above and below and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the sides and yeah, and it's, and it's nice. And when you walk in, it's like get greeting everybody in the morning. It's, it feels good to be greeted. It feels good to say good morning, find out how their weekend went. Mm. And then at the end of the week, you wish everybody the same thing. It's mm. like, you're, it's a family. Yeah. It is a family. It's work though, but it, you still look out for each other. And can you, you know, put your foot down when, when it's You time? have to. And that's one thing that I might get frowned on if I become that, because you, you, you're going to have to put your foot down. Because mm-hmm. um, I see the bad things. I see the good things and their bad things. So, you got to work on everything from yeah. the good to the bad. And so, yeah, I, I've, I've been taking notes if I do get it where I have to be working on and other things where you just got to give more people the the props of what, how they're doing. Is it, and you don't have to answer this, but is it awkward working in, in the office where you're running and campaigning against your boss? It, it became, it, it did become a little bit awkward. Um, I didn't think it would have. Because I'm remaining professional, I'm I, when I did, I when I decided to run, I actually went up to him because I want to. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be transparent. I don't want him to hear from anybody else. I went up to him and tell him, hey, you know what? I decided to run, 
and that's why we're here. We're in the States where this is the beauty of the whole thing. So um, later on, it did become awkward. Um, there's a lot of little things I maybe don't want to talk about. But yes, it, it can awkward where I have to. There's more guidelines. There's more uh, restrictions, I guess, or rules that have been popping up where I might have to take some days off because um, cause I am running against my boss and kind of ordinances, I guess. But, but I'll take it. I mean, those are, I don't take it as an offense. I've taken it as a, a blessing. That's mm. taking advantage of the whole things that pop up. Don't yeah. see the, don't see the bad of it. See the good of it. everything comes and, up. And, and, you know, we talk about not being a political position, but, you know, it's, it's a unique situation when you're running against your boss. It kind of becomes, you know, office politics and not politics. politics. Yeah. And that's, I didn't think it was going to be that way because I still don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think of that. If, if he would tell me to do something, hey, he's my boss. I'm, I will keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's now it's there's another chain of command now that I got to follow it. Well, so I got to respect that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not it's didn't make it even harder. Just if you know how to follow rules and you follow directions, hey. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, is there any? I, I know you have um, ladies here that are helping you with your with your signage and your um, your social media. Yes. Where can they follow your campaign on on social media? On social media, uh, we got an Instagram and a Facebook. Um, Ricardo, it's uh, Ricardo Avila for Ricardo Avila for County Assessor twenty twenty two. Okay. On both of them, you can find them. Um, yeah. So. Got a tremendous backing with staff. <laughs> I kind of appreciate it. I, they're backing me up so I'm just so proud of the people behind me and mm-hmm. helping me out. They're pushing, motivating me. Uh, sometimes it gets me a little stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person that I'm the first candidate that has a crowd when hey, <laughs> you're gonna have to have that little box with the little <laughs> drum rolls and everything so you get some side effects but um, no that's right here that's it that's that's what keeps me motivated again yeah, and it's because uh, i mean i've never ran a campaign but you know i talked to other people that have run a campaign and it's and it's hard to you know find people to help you out with signage or your social media and yes and you know not not talking about about you but i don't think you don't seem like somebody that's really into social media i'm actually i had it then i stopped and I had to get back just for this reason. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not something I enjoy, but I had to. Yeah, and you, it's, part, for, it's part of what it is now. Yeah, and even for me, like for this, like I have to be on social media. And, yes, and I'm not the best either. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's it's hard to find a, a like a crew. Yes. that backs you up, and, and, and it was scary at first. It, and that's one thing I was getting nervous because. I didn't know what to expect. When I started this, I didn't know what I really signed. I knew what I signed up for. I didn't know what came with it. And so I was kind of running lost at the first couple of weeks where later on, I started reaching out. Some people reached out and then it was a blessing. Actually, everybody that's been coming to me and I won't say names, but there's a lot of people that just guided me started me and then from there it just kind of started rolling then another person came in another person came in another person came in and it's like and it's not that they're supporting financially it's more guidance so like where to do how to do it deadlines and that's 
the beautiful of the people that supported me. Mm-hmm. And then when they started rolling, then the staff saw that coming and they think that from there they jumped on and you know what, let's go with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, um, anything else that, that we didn't talk about that you would like to, you know, add to, to our conversation? Um vote seventh. <laughs> yeah, just like be be interact, do be be in the community, do we got beautiful valley. Mm. Let's let's make it let's make it grow and it's it's people. It's it's us, it's everybody. It's make the valley because we've been I've been doing more community events that as like wow I've been missing out on a lot of stuff yeah. going to different cities and their activities it's amazing and we always complain ah, there's nothing to do here there's nothing coming out there's almost every week you could do yeah. family activities so I've been out there and I've been grateful and meeting new people and. So I have a purpose doing that right now, but I think after this, I'm gonna keep participating in these activities because it is, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and something you know, you mentioned that, that we always something. Oh, there's nothing to, to do here in the valley. Right. And, yeah. There's if you look around, there's always there's something to always do. a good thing to yeah. do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for stopping by no, and, and, and sharing sharing with us. Um, Good luck with your campaign. Appreciate it. Um, and thank you to your to your crew. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening or watching, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Bye.